Chapter 18 of A Man Without a Conscience. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Man Without a Conscience by Nicholas Carter. Chapter 18 A Last Resort. Search him, sternly commanded Badger we'll see what that'll bring forth search him conley and see what you can find the scene was the kitchen of the badger dwelling fifteen minutes had passed since patsy was rounded up and brought in there and the quarter hour had been devoted to plying him with questions to break down the crafty story he had told and to which he clung with the tenacity born of conscious desperation he now stood with his back to one of the kitchen walls in the full glare of the lamplight his arms were still secured behind him and his collar and cravat were awry from the throttling he had received his face was composed however not even pale and his eyes were keen and bright with that inherent courage and invincible determination which rendered him superior to any threatening situation and eminently worthy to have become nick carter's trusted associate and assistant the gang by which he had been so curiously cornered were seated about the room both badger and conley appeared stern and ugly evincing that state of mind when dread and suspicion battle with uncertainty the two women mrs badger and vic clayton appeared pale and anxious as if fearful that their adventurous career was likely to be seriously interrupted yet all four including also a dark middle-aged woman who worked in the house were regarding patsy with eyes and aspects so threatening as to have awed one less cool collected and defiant of personal peril fifteen minutes had passed as mentioned and from this time matters moved decisively and swiftly with all the energies of these masterful detectives instinctively strained for what each knew must be a final move and all operating to produce the one desirable culmination of their joint endeavors in response to badger's command conley sprang up and began to search patsy fiercely thrusting his hand into one pocket and then another leave the linings suggested patsy with a defiant grin he knew that he had on his person only one article that would point to his vocation which he was prepared to deny in the face even of that they came to light in a moment his trusty revolver aha uh -huh, what's this cried conley as he yanked the weapon from patsy's hip pocket so you carry a gun do you sure i do asserted patsy coolly you'd carry a gun too if there were as many rats in your cellar as there are in mine it's you who are the rat badger angrily growled as his confederate displayed the weapon you're wrong mister insisted patsy i'm a ratter not a rat what do you mean by that snarled conley fiercely i mean that i'm a hunter of rats said patsy with dry significance you're a detective cried badger that's what he is amos supplemented vic clayton white with increased apprehensions he must be one of the boston force no i'm not not one of the force nothing of the kind if you're a lion youngster the lie will as surely cost you your life 
what more badger would have uttered can only be conjectured for while he was speaking fiercely shaking his fist at patsy's helpless head there sounded from the gravel driveway outside and over the hollow planking of the veranda the heavy fall of hurrying feet who's this cried claudia starting affrightingly from her chair the door conley hissed badger have the gun ready before conley could reach the doorway however toward which he hastened with patsy's revolver in his hand it was hurriedly opened and a sallow-featured green-eyed rascal bounded breathlessly into the kitchen oh it's sandy hyde exclaimed vic with a little scream of satisfaction who the devil is he thought patsy sharply regarding the panting scamp though this advent of hyde brought a look of relief to the face of each badger kept a taut rein on the threatening business then on hand and he almost immediately demanded what brings you out here sandy wait till i get my breath and i'll tell you panted hyde i've run all the way from the trolley the chief kept me at work till half an hour ago is there something wrong at headquarters snarled badger quickly what's that muttered patsy mentally a spy from the chief's office or i'll eat my boots by thunder it's no wonder that this case has baffled the efforts of the boston force patsy was quick enough to see all it meant in case he was correct in his immediate conjecture sandy hyde who had paused a moment to get a drink of water at the kitchen sink now hastened to reply to badger's question wrong at headquarters i should say so he cried i have just got wise to something less than an hour ago who's that chap never mind him at present cried badger with terrific impatience what have you learned nick carter has an assistant here on this case replied hyde not chick carter yes have you seen him sure he was at headquarters about five o'clock for what he was trying to locate nick we've got nick all right sneered badger with a chuckle of derision but this other this chick carter of whom i have frequently heard i don't know him by sight nor do i put in conley frowning nearby you're sure this is not he dead sure cried hyde with a glance at patsy i don't know this chap then he's not one of the boston force declared vic more hopefully he did not lie about that badger turned again to patsy lowering and dark and patsy gained a point by saying quickly sure i didn't lie about it i wouldn't lie to ladies and gents like you no this fellow is not a boston detective i'll swear to that hyde now declared i know them all but chick carter began badger oh he doesn't look like this chap interrupted hyde he doesn't eh not a bit chick carter is older a sturdy well-built young man with smooth clean-cut features and stop screamed vic clayton suddenly leaping out of her chair well how was he dressed when you saw him at five o'clock why he said he was going to your office cried hyde now getting back to the business that had brought him out there he had on a plaid suit a polka-dotted cravat henderson screamed vic all of a quiver with excitement 
that man henderson amos was chick carter not a doubt of it gasped claudia badger as white as the knot of lace at her throat and that's why he inquired after nick carter declared badger now beginning to see that a network might already be closing around him that's what amos do you know where chick carter went after leaving your rooms vic of course not how should i he might have said he said he was going to carter's hotel bosh i'll tell you what i do know however cried vic hit with an afterthought what's that i know that this young devil must have got into that hamper while chick carter was in my rooms amos and it's a hundred to one that the two were at work on this case together gee she's hit me good and hard this time thought patsy wishing he might have throttled her to silence now there will be something doing i'll go the limit on that he read or write the faces of those around him the significance of vic clayton's declaration was utterly irresistible what do you say to that thundered badger striding closer to patsy with his features livid and convulsed with rage i dunno what she's talking about protested patsy coolly you lie roared conley you are one of nick carter's helpers or stop a bit interrupted badger with frightful austerity we'll soon know whether he is or not what do you mean i'll get the truth out of him snorted badger bring him after me back to the garage i'll make him confess the truth and tell us where we stand we'll string him up by the neck to one of the beams and there he shall hang unless he tells the whole truth bring him along you two and look lively i'll go ahead and open the doors yes there was something doing thought patsy contemplating his imminent peril they're going to try hanging me but they'll try in vain yet i rather hope chick may show up in time to save my precious neck these thoughts passed through patsy's mind while he was being rudely hustled out of doors by conley and hyde while amos badger hurried on in advance both women followed too alarmed by the impending peril to endure the suspense of remaining behind they care nothing for me or my neck thought patsy like the she-devils of ancient rome once having tasted blood they thirst for more as he was hurried into the basement by conley he saw that the sliding door had been opened and that badger was again lighting the lantern this no sooner was done than the dastardly knave blind to all except the impulses of his utter desperation quickly threw a rope over a beam near the ceiling then knotted a slip noose around patsy's neck patsy stood directly under the beam as cool as if he was only about to be weighed get hold of that rope you two cried badger fiercely conley and hyde sprang to the lax strip of line the two women bred though they were to evil drew back with awed white faces and dilated eyes now youngster what do you say thundered badger confronting patsy with face livid and eyes ablaze patsy met him eye to eye only what i've said already he curtly replied nothing more nothing more mister 
nor less nor less up with him roared badger turning fiercely to his confederates patsy felt a rope draw taut around his neck just then however from some quarter outside there sprang out upon the still evening air the sharp spiteful crack of a revolver it was mingled with a single agonized yelp and a bloodhound lay stretched upon the greensward shot squarely between his eyes End of chapter eighteen recording by john brandon